Hey, everybody. It's Jackie Johnson, host of Natch Butte. We talk skincare, we talk makeup, we talk all things beauty, and my guest this week is Ariana Maddox. Hi. What do we talk about, Ariana? Oh, my gosh. We answer all of your questions. We do. We talk about how our dogs were in a Pharrell video together. We talk about... Um, exfoliation. Oh, we talk about exfoliation. We talk about uh, tanning, self-tanning. We talk about laser hair removal. We, we go there. We dive, do a deep dive in my makeup bag. We And Tom's. And Tom's. <laughs> and Tom's Sandoval's. So maybe check out Natribute this week and see what we're talking about. See you there. Guys, I want to tell you about a great sponsor I have, Bompus. They're premium high-performance athletic socks, and they're so comfortable you're never going to want to take them off. And because socks are the number one requested item in homeless shelters, for every pair of socks purchased, Bompus donates one pair of those to those in need. Almost one million pairs donated to date. 15% off the first purchase of four or more socks. Plus free shipping. So go to getbompus.com slash feral and buy some comfortable socks. Welcome to Conversations with Matt Dwyer. I'm Matt Dwyer. I won't lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm on my 17th try at this fucking opening to my show for today. Some reason, my brain just won't work. So I just thought, I'm going to just say this, say that I keep fucking it up, and I'm just going to plow through it this time. And I'm sorry for saying it. I don't know if that gets my show off to a weird start or whatnot, but I've got dudes literally on the other side of my apartment window, painting, scraping, yelling. I've, I had chainsaws wake me up after four hours of sleep. My brain is in hell. I'm in brain hell. It won't work. So if this intro is just me talking a lot of garbly gook, hoodly do, then you know what? That's what it is. It's going to be just rambly, rambly nonsense. I don't care. I'm Matt Dwyer. This is Conversations with Matt Dwyer. My brain hurts. If you like my theme music, that's Les Blanks. Go to lesblanks.com, check them out. If you've never listened to the show before, it's just just that. It's a chat with old me, Matt Dwyer, whose fucking brain refuses to work. And uh, I, I swore when I started doing the show that I would never have comedians. And, well, today's a comedian. And it's my favorite, one of my all-time favorite comedians, Eddie Pepitone. If you haven't seen his work, check it out. He's got a documentary coming out about him called The Bitter Buddha. But so Eddie and I decided that so we wouldn't have a typical bullshit jerk-off comedian conversation, we used the book Empire of Illusion by Chris Hedges to sort of be the umbrella to our conversation, and we interweave the themes of that book, a great book, with our little conversation here. So it's a pretty... Pretty exciting, I say. But that's subjective now, isn't it? I also uh, have a bit of news, and I'm not one who brags much. Unless uh, you could brag about being my age and getting food on your shirt still, or that your hip hurts, or that you rarely leave your studio apartment in Glendale because you're a weirdo, then I, you know, I could brag about those things, sure. But, uh... Early on in my show, Conversations with Matt Dwyer, with me, Matt Dwyer, I spoke with Wayne Kramer of the MC5, one of the most influential rock bands of all time. And about I talked to Wayne 
about his charity, Jail Guitar Doors. And ever since then, I've been doing work with them and trying to uh, book comedy shows at fundraisers for, for Jail Guitar Doors. Well, recently, they asked me to be on the board. And when I say we, it's uh, his wife and he. And the, the original charity was in, started in the UK by Billy Bragg. And I'm really, just really honored to be a board member. Doesn't that sound good? Board member, Matt Dwyer? I, finally, in my life, I sound important. Board member, Matt Dwyer. And when I have sex with you, and you specifically, the listener, all of you, I want you to say, ooh, board member, Matt Dwyer. And uh, I will have sex with each and every one of my listeners. It's my promise as the host of this show, be it whatever age, I'm going to have sex with you. Man, woman, transgender, weird head in a vat of liquid, I'm, I will have sex with you. That's my promise. Um, and if you don't know the charity, Jail Guitar Doors, which I am a board member of, we, uh, and I can say we because I am a board member, we help get guitars to inmates in prison as a means of rehabilitation, or as Wayne refers to most prisoner people in prison, the forgotten people, because our prisons don't rehabilitate anymore, really. They just kind of fucking spit them out back into the world, and those people one day are going to live next to you, and would you rather have someone in your neighborhood who's really pissed off at the system, or someone who could really write you a nice, pretty ballad? instead of putting a fucking tire iron in the back of your head. I'm going to take the ballad. That's where I vote. I'm not a big fan of heavy objects being crammed in the back of my skull, so I'm going to take a nice three-chord lullaby or something. And so you'll probably hear me in the future shows yammer about jail guitar adores. One other quick announcement before my show is... Uh, if you want to go and check out there, I started a Tumblr page called conversationswithmattdwyer.tumblr.com where I write a little piece about every episode and a little backstory and you can kind of learn a little bit more about the show and my guests. And it's pretty groovy. Uh, also, I'm really excited that Eddie Pepitone is about to be my guest on this show. So enjoy Eddie Pepitone and I talking about some spiritual, worldly, heavy-duty things. Actually, it's nice to. You're the first comedian I've had on the show. No I've, way. I've refused to do comedians, but uh, the only reason I've chosen. You refuse to do comedians. A lot of women have told me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've refused to do me. Uh, thank you. That was Comedy 101, if anybody. <laughs> this is why Matt refuses to do comedians, because of lines like that. You're trying to talk about Occupy Wall Street, and you're like, oh, Occupy this, and. You know, that's a half an hour with that kind of, you know, it's ego. That's the problem with comedians is that they have insatiable egos. I know. I've been working on my ego, though. Not that mm -hmm. I, but I, 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 we're working class Catholic guys. So there's that thing where you have, there's moments where I'm like, I'm fucking, I got it figured out. <laughs> and then like an hour later, I'm like, 
God, I fucking hate me. <laughs> yes. It's that, like it's never a win. That's right. And that's why I love in my continuing uh, readings, read a guy named Jack Cornfield, and there's a book called Path with Heart, a, a Path with Heart. And it's all about the fact that this stuff really doesn't go away. You know, like I hate me, you know, all this shit. It's like what goes on is that we have to make friends with it is what they say like our 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 demons our desires our fears well, i was reading today about laziness and um what was the other one uh fear doubt laziness all that stuff never fucking goes away I, it makes you wonder like guys like does the dalai lama have days where he's just like ah oh, fuck it i'm staying in bed <laughs> it's like well you know yes um, but he doesn't because he can't. And if me and you were the crown princes of a nation in exile, we would probably be busier. Yeah, that that we'd have to get up is what I'm saying. Um, but I'm more, I'm conflicted by that because I'm I I'm busier than I ever have been in a long time. And there's days where I'm just like fuck off, oh, where I'm yeah. like completely unthankful about it. Where I'm just like I want to stay. Yeah, I felt that way today, and. Um, where I got up, and what goes on with me, now that I'm 54, what goes on with me is that I feel physically ill sometimes. Like I'll wake up and I just don't feel right physically, you know? And what I do is I go out onto my balcony, get some fresh air with the cats. The cats always calm me down. And then I read three spiritual books, three spiritual books, before I turn on the computer. The biggest mistake I think people can make is turn on the TV or computer or your phone before you have done some form of meditation and prayer. That's what I, I see. That's I do that. I, I feel I'm like, laughing because I'm thinking of my of my dad telling him to dad, you got to do some form of meditation and prayer before you turn on the fucking computer or TV. And I could see that going over not well with him. I, I make that mistake every morning. I jump on the computer. I can't do anything until I make coffee, which is also pissing me off. Well, it's okay. The coffee's okay, I think. Um, you could have. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, but the computer is getting sucked in, at least for me, the computer is getting sucked into a world of ego. It's all ego. It's all emails I have to answer, and it's all Twitter and Facebook I use to get validation because I use Twitter and Facebook to be funny, and I want to see who loves me, and I can't get out of that loop. I can't get out of that loop unless I meditate. I try not to, but I look at my tweets constantly to see who liked what, and I yeah. get fucking... I'm putting myself forth in it because I'm like, how come yeah. nobody liked it? That's a good one. And right. Like, right. Well, yeah, and that's why now I tweet them out. And, uh, you know, part of the whole, uh, you know, self-realization thing is don't hold on to anything. You know, I mean, and all this stuff is degrees. Like, obviously, I hold on to stuff. You know, I'm holding on to you right now. Um, <laughs> and it's very nice. I'm warm. I have a higher temperature than most people. <laughs> That's your draw, right? Like that's your line in a bar. Like, it, uh, excuse me, but uh, you look uh, like a fallen star, and uh, <laughs> I. It makes uh, me slightly better <laughs> at sex than I would be normally. Not to say that I'm good at it, but it would. It makes it slightly just because I'm. My penis is a little bit warmer than most. Men's. <laughs> that's your draw. Well, like I could hear women talking about you. His penis is a little warmer than uh, the others. The others. They refer to men as the others. 
And I've refused to wear condoms because of that point, because I don't want to be taken down to the normal penis temperature. Uh, and you, well, part of the reason, we, one of the things mm-hmm. we talked about before we did we did this show is uh, you said uh, to read The Empire of Illusion by... Uh, Chris Hedges. Chris Hedges. I keep wanting to call him Mike Hedges. Why is it? Is it because of Mike Hodges? Is Mike Hodges? <laughs> I, I don't know who you're talking about. Mike but... Hodges. I played Pee Wee football with oh, him. You okay. don't know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably but, uh, it. That book has, and actually it's become a reference point in almost all my... Yeah. Tell me uh, what you love. I, I love about, here's what I love about it, is that one of the things that I look for is someone to explain this crazy fucking world to me. Please, someone explain this world to me. And I think he does a great job of explaining our culture and of explaining just the insanity of consumerism and militarism and the insane uh, instant gratification and reality TV world we live in. Yeah, and this, there's things about that book that I want, I've like he articulated that I've been like feeling where I'm just like, I get fucking like what? angry. Yeah. Everybody's like, well, the, that we've become more of a society of like, fuck you. I'm getting what I want. And that we think mm. that the more we own and the more we consume, the better we'll be. Yeah. It's almost because like fame and wealth has become enlightenment to our society is how I look at a lot of it. Oh, I'm oh. wheezing from your cats. <laughs> oh no, it's already? okay. It's fine. Uh, but you... the but the great the two things I love about it uh, is that he articulated a lot of things I was feeling, and he's unaba- he he criticizes mm. Democrats and Republicans. Oh, oh, big time! And that, that he he's the guy who kind of turned me on to the fact that uh, I mean I've always sensed it, but and and Chomsky before Chris Hedges, of course. Like I I feel like Chomsky is the uh, most profound intellectual of our time and Hedges is is from that school but uh, pointing out that there's only one party in the United States right now and that party is the corporate part it's corporations corporations uh, by the Democrats and Republicans not only the Republicans right. but the Democrats too they're bought and paid for because of the way uh, people do not want to think of that shit about like Obama I posted something I today about there's an article on Counterpunch about the 10 myths of Obama. Yeah. And I, it's like if I would have posted <laughs> was that. Was that Alexander Cockburn? I don't remember okay. who wrote it. Some fancy New Yorker. It wasn't Chelsea Handler. We know that. <laughs> Imagine if Chelsea Handler starts working for Counterpunch. I would like Then it. we would have some hope. I would like it if she just could have uh, Chomsky on there and like let all the yes. hacko comics some. I don't mean that to my friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no. But if like, you uh, appear on Chelsea Handler, I, I think that's a bad thing. I really do. Well, so I really do. I just saw Mark Marin, who I love. I love Marin on Chelsea Handler, and I immediately texted him and said, "This is very sad." <laughs> he, he got pissed <laughs> off because uh, it's true, and it's like he, as a guy like Marin, you. you Baron doesn't you, need it, so I don't understand you don't need that it, shit. But it's like there's that. I'm sure he's got a TV show or something coming out, and they're like, <laughs> but they're like, and it's like, see, that's the thing. But you can't criticize the system and then fucking jump in there. I think I, I stopped agree. auditioning for commercials. I was so like, did I. High five on that five, one. I did too, and that takes a lot because you know I'll see guys I respect doing commercials, and um, I think they're making a lot of money, and I get jealous. You know, I don't have a lot of money, and but you know what? If you're a comedian, I feel like your credibility goes out the fucking window if you're the face of 
these corporations. I really do. I'll tell you who I can mention uh, as being a, really scumbags for doing Capital One commercials are Jimmy Fallon and uh, Alec Baldwin. They both can go and fuck Baldwin themselves like hard, a- both of them, but particularly Fallon, who is just, you know, he Jimmy Fallon, like as a comedian, Jimmy Fallon represents what I really get angry about as a comedian you know he is a guy who is just likable white milk toast not funny really deeply unfunny man (laughs) (laughs) and he 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 makes a ton of money being you know that doing the talk show but and then he does capital one commercials and Baldwin is a talented guy. Baldwin makes me laugh, but, you know, why is he doing Capital it's, One? It's also, to me, it seems just hyper hypocritical because it's like he's yeah. a PETA activist and he does all these things that are very lefto political. And then it's like, is Baldwin a PETA activist? I believe he See, is. See, I love that if he is. So is he vegan? I don't know if he's vegan. He definitely looks like he. I don't know if he's vegan. I don't know if he's vegan. I saw him eating a veal cordon bleu uh, (laughs) after. But it's like, but, and I guess you could be pro animal rights and not be a vegan. I mean, I guess I, yeah, I am. Bill Maher is, I believe. I think he's vegan, right? Or or no? What? Whatever. But But anyway, it's weird attacking people. You know, I always I don't know about you, but whenever I'm attacking guys like Fallon and and Baldwin, you you always feel kind of weird because you get I get feedback from Twitter. Oh, you're bitter. Oh, you're jealous. Bitter. The word because people call you the bitter Buddha, but (laughs) people call me bitter, and a lot of times to me bitter is to me bitter just means you're paying attention. See, I think there's a difference between angry and bitter. Bitter to me is like, oh yeah, is a, that's true. Is your 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 you thought something was owed to you? Like, I've said oh. it on another show where it's like, it's like oh, I should have been doing rom coms with Drew Barrymore, yeah. and I'm still yeah. working in a fucking restaurant. And it's like that's that bitter. is true. Angry and mm-hmm. anger is, and that's another thing that uh, irritates me about a lot. That especially which Hedges talks about too is this mm-hmm. pop psychology of happiness and be positive, which is mm. denying. The reality of our existence, because it's like I should be fucking so angry. True, that's a great one. That's a great one right there that you brought up. You know, uh, Hedges talks about you know all the feel good people. He mentions Oprah. You know, um, uh, you know the 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 moronism of Doctor Phil, and just like we can all like uh, I, he he basically says, you know, oh, all you have to do to feel happy is turn a switch on inside you and it's just not it's, that is, easy it's also the opposite it's also turn everything off that sees reality right let's not just forget that one of the first things buddha realized out of enlightenment is all life is suffering all life is suffering and it's like people take that as a negative I think the buddha it's should, not yeah or he the buddha should a little addendum to that all life is suffering especially if you're in the tv and film industry he should have <laughs> he should have put that little addendum in there because of you know all the people who get big things and you know there's a lot of mediocrity out there i was saying it to a hot lady this morning kelly rose i just had to say that (laughs) (laughs) does me good to say that trust me (laughs) but but there's like i think i was saying how show business is like it's a microcosm of the world because it's like you can't or these things that had just talked about because it's like you can't 
you can't say negative things. Like, if you see somebody's show, you can't be honest with it. everything. You have to like everything and be like, oh, yeah, they're wonderful. And it's like, mm. no, we need to start criticizing these things because yeah. Hollywood just continues to peddle more yeah. and more shit. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood peddles um, so much shit. You know, and it's all and it's all what Hedges talks about. Uh, you know, he talks about uh, our culture now is, is is all about spectacle and events. And, uh, you know, there's no deep thing. It's like in reality TV, you know, uh, just all this distraction from what the what the fuck is going on in our lives. A friend of mine said we were talking about reality programming the other day and a friend of mine was like. Yeah, but you know, Jersey Shore is entertaining, and I was. Did he like, say that? Yeah, and I said, yeah, and that's what they said about the Coliseum. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like I we're agree. feeding people the lions. Ah, it's entertaining. Nah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it I is, agree. A, it is kind of this. It's just like a lot of these people are not very intelligent on these shows. They suddenly they're actually, they're idiots, man. and then they're suddenly rich and famous, and they probably don't have the mental capacity to handle either of those no. things. No, hopefully they'll die. They're you know. all gonna. Die. <laughs> it's like, I think in like when do we start seeing the backlash of like of these people strung out on meth and there already was one. Is that right? From Top Model, who was like all, and of course Dr. <laughs> Phil went and saved her. But I'm sure she's still out there blowing truckers for speed. But here's the thing: is that we're distracted by the idiots on Jersey Shore instead of unionizing. You know what I mean? Like that's that's Hedges' point: that that we are we are distracted with tr the triviality of Snooky's life. <laughs> Seriously, uh, no, the I triviality totally of let's just say Snooky. I don't even know if she's in the picture anymore, but Snooky's life. Instead of the fact that none of us have health care benefits, or a lot of us don't have health care benefits. You know, what about that? Somebody you know, quality of life. Said that 800 people die a week due to lack of health care. Like, but then again... In, in the United States? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure how accurate that is, but that's definitely... I mean, I think about it. If I had... I. Mm -hmm. Talked to a woman who was a, like a cancer specialist, and she got diagnosed with cancer. And I asked her, I was like, "If you didn't have health, because they made her wait, they were like, yeah. we're going to have to wait two yeah. weeks to, blah blah blah, whatever they're going to do to her." And she was like, "Yeah." She knew, being a scientist, that she was like, two weeks is not acceptable." So she pulled strings. <laughs> but I was like, "What if you didn't have health care?" She was like, "I'd be dead." Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's like, think about how many people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then think on didn't... top of that, how many people should die, and we'd have a better. <laughs> If only uh, these diseases struck the people who deserve them. I, I pray that the uh, I.e. the Koch brothers. Yeah, one of them had uh, prostate cancer, and I was like, God mm. damn it! Like, couldn't he just notice that like a few months later? <laughs> but like, what mm. I was saying about Obama earlier is, I posted that article, ten myths about Obama, on my Facebook page, and if it would have been anything about Romney or the right, yeah. people would have been like, Yay! Yeah, I had one like, and I'm like. People One have like. bought into the the con misconception that Obama is about us, and it's like, no, he's not. No, he's, he's not. One hundred percent a corporate president. He's a Harvard guy. 
Um, he's uh, he 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 surrounded himself as soon as he got in power. He surrounded himself with all the guys who created the financial disaster in the first place. Uh, Larry Summers, Ruben, all these guys who were Bush guys. You know what I mean? So Obama's always been you know on on corporate team. And what what here's what it is: is that everybody looks at things. Everybody looks at things like sports, like politics is like yay my team won obama won yay but there's no real there like, is no team <laughs> there's I mean, one team right. and that's the corporate money team you know the third party i voted green i voted for jill stein i supported her as well yeah and nobody knows anything about her and and these people get shut out of the debates because you know they're considered uh uh irrelevant you know what i mean even nader like you bring up nader yeah the idiots yeah idiots like bill maher uh, think and Michael Moore got against Nader. That's idiotic. Really, Michael Moore? Second time. There's a clip of both Maher and idiotic and Moore who campaigned for Nader the first time, begging him not to run. Right. Like, and such and fucking morons. Gore didn't lose because yeah. of Nader. Gore Moore is admits- an idiot for that too. Like, um, you know, but but I know a lot of people, smart people, who were like uh, saying that. Well. You know, we know Obama's corporate, but there's a big difference between Romney and Obama. And I don't know if I agreed with uh, that too much. Uh, people get it's funny because I had arguments with a woman about that. And she's and I was like, well, you know, he's Obama's big with the uh, drone attacks. And she's like, I don't mm. want a drone attack on my uterus. And I was like, it's a valid point. Right. But we've given up a lot of other civil liberties under Obama that That's people right. don't want to acknowledge. And it's like, mm-hmm. I honestly don't think. Maybe yeah. this is – I don't think they'll ever overturn Roe v. Wade because they know that that would actually probably cause some major protests, yeah. which is a problem with our current societies. We don't protest enough. That's true. We're afraid. We're, well, look what happened when, when – I mean, the Occupy guys, who, by the way, just get shat on by everybody, like – what I hear about Occupy is, oh, they're just a bunch of fucking, you know, crazy fucking hippies or losers <laughs> or shit like that. No, they're people who've been disenfranchised. And as you know, the Tea Party are disenfranchised people. Backed by the Koch brothers. That was their creation. Well, they're, they're instigated by the tea, the tea Party are disenfranchised, uneducated people, whereas the Occupiers are disenfranchised, semi, you know, mostly educated people who fucking get it. You know what I mean? Like the Tea Party, they don't get it. They don't fucking get it. They think the enemy is Obama. You know, when the enemy is corporate America, the occupiers get it, you know. But what I was going to say is that there, you were saying that people don't protest enough. And, man, did the did the police come – the police made it known, i.e. the state, i.e. you know, the government made it known. If you're going to fucking go and protest, you're going to get pepper sprayed. You're going to get fucking beaten. So – and you're going to get thrown in jail. I've seen videos, too, where they put – people are locked arms and they'll take the pepper spray and rub it. Physically rub it into their eyes, which seems like unbelievable. That's yeah. unbelievably, uh, you know, that's brutality. And you look at the difference between protesting in the United States and, and in Greece, and so where people really protested, and it's like, and the guy, Occupy guy I interviewed, he was like, because ours are a lot less effective because our guys are have tanks and guns, and it's like it's a lot more intimidating. It's a lot. Yeah. I was downtown with the first weekend they were going to break up the Occupy stuff, and it was 
fucking to walk around the streets and see Oh, the militarism? Yeah. Well, Hedges talks about that, too. He talks about how what's now discussed at high levels of government is the social unrest that is coming. You know, the social unrest that is coming from, you know, all these uh, job cuts and all that. Supposedly, the economy is getting better. I don't know. I, the know. thing I was reading today, and I've read in a couple other things, is they really can fuck with the statistics like they mm -hmm. they won't consider you unemployed if something like if you haven't been able to find a job for a certain number of weeks so yeah. because you can't get one so you which is so it makes it seem yeah and if this article also i read today was pointing out that clinton like when he spoke and he was like oh uh health care yeah. prices are down the guy was like they're always all these prices always go down during a recession it's not due to anything other than they always do this, and it has nothing to do with who's in office. Right, right. Um, yeah, and I and I just think that people are gonna. Um, they're scared, though. They're scared to fucking protest because of you know what they saw happen. You know, and people fucking do get distracted with you know all these fucking reality shows and sports. That's my thing. I get distracted with sports. Yeah, even I, when Chomsky called out sports as being a distraction, I was like, uh, "But, but no!" <laughs> like I, wonder, I didn't want to. I didn't want to acknowledge that baseball is yeah. something. It and it is. It's fluff and it's. Well, it's it's just yeah, like it's, it's just like you know. I mean, I, I realize it too, but you know, I mean, look, I, I'm not saying you shouldn't have enjoyment in your fucking life. If you like baseball, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> That'd be funny if we just call for people to just get up and protest every every second of their lives. But no, I just think that it, it depends on how you get into it. Like, I'm a fanatical, like, I love the Giants. And, you know, it depends on how much of your life you spend on that stuff. Because really, does it matter? You know, it's like a nice little diversion. But, you I'm know. I'm a Cubs fan, so I'm usually... I usually <laughs> well, you're lucky to be a Cubs fan because they suck so hard. <laughs> That it makes you get into your other life. Yeah, mid I, the last two seasons I've stopped around late June, early July. I'm like, all right, well, season's over. Whereas me being a Yankee fan, you you just kind of keep following, hoping that they're going to win it all. And you know what's funny is that my teams, like the Giants won the Super Bowl, the Yankees won the World Series, and it's like a short-lived, it's a short-lived euphoria. And then... You go back to your life. It's like I have a bit about, oh, the Yankees won the World Series, and I call up my bank. How much money do I have in my bank? And they're like, $22, Mr. Pepitone. And I'm like, look again. The Yankees won the World Series. <laughs> it is. And it's it's weird that uh, the, the, the tribalism that goes on with baseball teams. Like, I had a guy in the hallway of my building. He held the door mm. open for me, and he was like, oh, I wouldn't usually do that because you're a Cubs fan. I had a, a T-shirt on. He's like, I'm a Cardinals fan. I was like, oh, oh okay. yeah, that's a huge rivalry. Yeah, and he's and he just would not let it go. And like, he's like, yeah, yeah you know. I wonder. Yeah, go I ahead. Just, but I was just like, who? I, you're Ultimately, who gives a shit? That would be hilarious if there was an apocalypse and then there were roving gangs and they just broke up into what sports teams they like, like, <laughs> like you know. That would be funny. Like everybody's foraging for foods and different food in different jerseys. Like there's the Cardinals and the Cub fans. Like just fans. <laughs> That's a great concept. <laughs> I think you've stumbled upon your first novel. Perhaps. Perhaps. A lot of people have been writing about the apocalypse because it's looming. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, Hedges, go ahead. What oh, I was gonna just going to say his point about which I thought was really amazing. He was like, the difference between the Roman Empire mm-hmm. and the American Empire mm-hmm. is that the Roman Empire, when they fell, they weren't depleted of natural resources. <laughs> Here's the thing that Hedges keeps bringing up lately on Truth Dig. He writes for Truth Dig. I got to uh, check that out. Mm-hmm. Truth Dick? Dig. Oh, Truth Dick. Truth Dick. <laughs> truth Dick is I want about... One. Honest porn stars. I want my leftist. <laughs> I want my leftist politics mixed with uh, facials. <laughs> he talks about porn. Did you read that in Empire Evolution? Oh, it's he, fucking he, disturbing. It's, it's disturbing. You know how it's, porn. I, I haven't been able to orgasm how porn, to porn a, since. How porn is a reflection of violence in our society, essentially, and how women are disposable fucking commodities. You know. know? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, it it, it and, is, and it's like I see those attitudes in like. I work in a bar sometimes, and it's like I mm. see the way people, I see the way women present themselves, as the way as I get to watch m- the way men predator talk to women, and the, mm. and and it's just it's disturbing, mm. and it is. It's hold like, on, could you could you say that last thing slower? It's <laughs> and and the, no, the, I know, man, and the race, the blatant racism that goes on in pornography of like. Black men are always like, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, of course, Asian women are never, they're, it's always like but, children. <laughs> it's like passive children. But just just the world of porn is just this crazy fantasy world, violent world, fantasy world for men, essentially, to to lose themselves in. You know, it's just another way to completely abdicate any... Uh, connection to your real life, you know, and I don't know it, and and the violence that are perpetrated on women, you know what I mean. Um, but one thing I wanted to to mention was Hedges. What he always talks about these days is the coming fucking apocalypse um, looms because of eco- ecological reasons, and 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 I, you know. Hurricane Sandy is just the tip of the iceberg as far as these new superstorms that are coming. If you know the 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 emissions of carbon into our air, that the global warming is what I want to say. The global warming, one or two more degrees Celsius, just large parts of the Earth are going to be uninhabitable. I'm glad I don't have children. I'm really, I really am. I think there's, I think there's going to be an ecological disaster. I mean, I feel it. Here in LA, how fucking hot it is! Um, it's been crazy the last couple of years, especially this year. I was like, "This is fucking the heat that was forever." Species going extinct every year. Um, bad stuff. Bad stuff. <laughs> no, it really is. And no, I mean, it, it, there's a finite amount of resources. But I also think that that's why people are drawn to these reality shows and stuff. It's almost like they don't want to think about this stuff. I mean, it's like. Because it's, it's hard to, and I feel like it's my responsibility, mm-hmm. not just as because of this dumb show, but as a human being, it's like I need mm-hmm. to know this stuff. Yeah, I. That's why I, I said I. I need people to explain the world to me. You know, please somebody speak the truth. You ever? You ever? This is why I've latched onto hedges, and I think we all. I think we all have this feeling is that we know what the truth is. Like we have an intrinsic sense of who's telling the truth. And we get used to a lot of bullshit lies. You know, everybody gets used to bullshit lies. But like when I watched Obama's acceptance speech, it's funny. I was glad Obama won 
because I was, you know, basically because it was the lesser of two evils. But I was glad for about five minutes because when he gave that acceptance speech, that that speech full of platitudes, that bullshit of like, we are a nation of fighters, not quitters, like all those platitudes, like there's a lot of hope in this country. Like, really, is that what the fuck you're going to feed me is all that, you know, baby food, you know, about how, you know, we're a nation of fighters. Yeah. And it's and it's amazing. Because UFC fighters. <laughs> it, 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 uh, I think people really felt desperate when he first got elected, and I think people projected he wasn't what he was. People wanted that, so they projected Their team it. wins. Yeah, they projected this won. shit into him, and it's like, but one of the first things he said when he became president was like about mm -hmm. all the atrocities that were done under Bush, the torture mm -hmm. and stuff. He was like, because mm -hmm. Bush should have been tried for war crimes. He could have been. That's right. And he... He said, "Let's look to the future." Which, in yeah, and look at yeah. what that statement says on a lot of levels is like, "This is okay to do." That's right. We're, business as usual. How could and please don't come after me when I'm doing it. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's exactly. like, he, "There is." How like, could Obama prosecute Bush for war crimes when he's just a con? Continuation of the same war crimes, you know, drone strikes, killing more drone strikes under him, and the way he phrases it is different too. Or, and by the way, I understand why the average person, let's say, there's someone who's just stumbled on your podcast from the middle of Iowa or <laughs> Rochester, New York, or something, and they're listening. Like a lot of people, you know, I understand that life is so difficult for people. They're raising kids, you know, they're trying to fucking make ends meet. I don't think they have time to think about drone strikes. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's why people get angry at people like us. Um, because we're saying, look, you know, they're thinking, oh, good, I voted for Obama. You know, things are better. Things are better. Why, who are these fucking guys, Matt Dwyer and Eddie Pepitone, <laughs> to be talking about the fact that Obama's a war? What the fuck are these guys about? Fuck them. You know, it's like they're so busy with working three jobs and raising kids. And the only reason I can pursue the truth is I have no children. <laughs> Even though I feel like if you have kids, you should be more inclined to pursue the truth. Right. I, kids, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but kids are just another form of oppression put down onto us by the state. <laughs> but it is to a degree. It's like I'm... Overpopulation sucks. We don't need more people. No. And as, by, by the way, I, I you know, uh, my fiance always talks about this. Why aren't people adopting? There are so many orphans in the world. Because what if they grow up and they're ugly, Eddie? You <laughs> it's, it's not like you get them from Target. You can't can't return them when they break. <laughs> I'm glad you explained it to me. And again, I need people to explain the world to me. No, that does it. And it's like people, there's so many orphans making, and they're having kids. Making babies. Yeah. Is again, it's back to the ego thing. It's like, yeah. And the, the, the yeah. thing is like, I love when people are like, well, especially with abortion too. It's like, well, what if he cures cancer? It's like, yeah, well, what if he goes on a murder spree in a mall? Like, you don't. Yeah. The, the yeah. latter. Mostly they ga join gangs. Yeah. In the, LA. Your child in is LA. more than likely going to do something horrible. It's not going to be the next Louis Armstrong. <laughs> you, what your kid is more than likely to be is a fry cook, so fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> And it is. It's like, I and agree. I think about like, oh, I think it'd be great to share these things with a kid. That, but it is. It's like, well, why not mm -hmm. get some. Get do do the fucking world a favor and give a kid a home opposed to blowing your yeah. load in some hot day. <laughs> I don't know why I had to go crash with that at all. <laughs> blowing your load in some hot 
Damn, that uh, sounded. I have to say that because like, I'm uh, sponsored by Robert Guccione, and once I've promised Robert him. Robert Guccione? Oh, oh Bob Guccione. But, but, wait, Robert. Wait. I never heard him referred to as Robert. I have to uh, address him with respect. I, he pays me a lot of money to say horrible this things. This episode. <laughs> Is Guccione even. That's, by the way, that reference shows my age. <laughs> yeah, really. Is I, he still alive, Guccione? I. Don't know. What was <laughs> if he, he is, he's no longer relevant. I always think it's so funny when people refer to you Hefner as some kind of, uh, I don't know, some kind of fucking staunch liberal, like like some uh, like the Playboy Mansion here in L.A. I think is probably just a gross experience. People always talk about that. What is that? That weird part of the pool that everybody goes. Yeah. It's like that's fuck you're, that is. You're, man. you're floating in a sea of sperm. Oh. God, the Playboy also, Mansion. It's that's an interesting point though that you brought up that there's certain liberal people or people like, but then uh, you'll find out that that like being Playboy is not a pro woman, no matter what you say. It's they and, objectify women, don't they? Yeah, and it's like these certain, and it's like he, he did do a lot of. He published like Lenny Bruce and all, and he supported Lenny Bruce. But it's like, oh, yeah. you're still a woman hater, and I know oh, a lot of people who are politically active and aware and it's like they fucking treat women like shit and it's like right. where's this whole human well, rights thing I think comes that, to I a think stop the, when- i think the hard thing you know i think what people shy away from is commitment because commitment you know to one person takes you know putting down roots and not going like we we live in a disposable society so why not go from person to person you know people don't want to fucking do the work it's a lot of work you know and 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 something like playboy and porn all they promote is disposable you know it's a consumer society oh this person eh, eh, oh there's another person like we we just go from object to fucking object that's what the consumer society is about right there's no deep stillness there's no fucking deep stillness and 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 you know the computer the computer facebook twitter um youtube all of this stuff i'm not saying that the computer can't be used for good things but man if you you know it really leads to addictive behavior and to like going from one thing to the next just gratify me gratify me gratify me gratify me give me you know isn't that true no, like, it give is me true. give me another thing give me nothing give me nothing give me another thing give me another thing and i noticed this too <laughs> with the huffington post which that fucking they can fuck off. Cause tell that, me why. I've heard this before. Well, just because, it, first of all, they, they don't pay anybody. Well, there's, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I just, by the way, was asked to do something on current TV. Um, and, they, and I said, oh, you know, uh, you know uh, can you be a guest on, on one of our shows? I was like, oh, yeah, okay. How much does it pay? Nothing. It pays nothing. I go, really? You guys are a left-wing uh, TV station. You don't pay your guests anything? Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know why that is, I'm they sorry. said. <laughs> I, don't, I said, well, you should get on that click. I never heard back from them. Because people Fuck are them. willing People are willing to fucking suck turds to be on television. And, they, yeah, and they're taking, that's true. And people want that f- because – and it, it is a time that – Artist Ian Mackay was talking. I watched something this morning, and he was talking about how like mm-hmm. buy fucking albums. Don't he's like support your artists. Like buy albums. Page- well, because so much music is free, and he's like almost any oh, old yeah. music is you could stream it and all this stuff. And oh, like, I see. Yeah, and he's like, I download albums. To- yeah, artists need to be compensated for their work, and it's like otherwise, and mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. like what Duncan Trussell did with those videos about South by Southwest. 
Well, because they asked, because oh. they were like, they yeah. invited him to come to it. They didn't yeah. offer to put him up or pay him. And then, yeah, I don't like which that, is man. And I don't like, like that either. I so, don't like Duncan, did you see those videos where he would call like chefs and say he mm-hmm. was inviting? <laughs> it's like I saw one or two of them. It's yeah. like go fuck yourself. Like I you're feel that way too, man. I feel that way too. You know what a star fucker world we live in. You know the only people who get paid to do festivals like South by Southwest are the people who already have tons of money. They get put up, they get wined and dined, because these festivals they're all star fucker festivals, and we all we're all star fuckers. You know what I mean? Like the only thing that sells movies is if you have Robert De Niro's face attached to it. You know what I mean? If, if Raging Bull De Niro could meet today's De Niro, I think yeah. he'd kick the shit out of him. I agree. <laughs> it's a it's a. I agree. It's Robert really... De Niro just doesn't anything now doesn't he yeah pacino kind of too oh yeah oh yeah i don't know what that that that's about i don't even they don't need it you know i guess it's i guess it's because they're loyal to friends and they you know they're asking him to do movies and he can say no he, he can say to, no yeah but it's also it's like i heard de niro like wanted he wanted some movies for his children to see i think it was de niro because mm. he had a kid and he was like i don't want to be all my to be viewed as an evil, but it's like, yeah, but that's what you I just at. imagine these guys listening to this podcast, like De Niro, hearing this, and just going, who the fuck are these guys? Who the fuck are you, Robert who De Niro? Who the fuck? <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, I feel like. Like, it, like they, would, they would totally, and they would be right in one sense, to call us nobody. Who the fuck, because that's the thing, that's how, you, that's how you fuck with people. You're a nobody, you're a fucking nobody. I'm a somebody. That's that's the and that's deal. another problem because people when I started doing this show, pe- there was some comedians who'd always had like, "Oh, are you making money on it?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not why I'm. I never got into. I never got. You're, into you com- are making a little now, which is great because you're doing what you you know. I mean, I think that's how you make money is um, you 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 do things for the right reasons. I agree, and I th- I would say I was definitely doing things for the wrong reasons for a long time. Oh, yeah, all of and us. And it was eating me. Us. It was eating me up alive, where I had to check out for a while. Because I, I actually am embarrassed to admit this, but I stopped, and I've always been a very politically, socially mm-hmm. aware guy. Mm-hmm. And I, a couple of years ago, I was like, I'm just going to write some fucking movie scripts, and I'm going to make some fucking, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to write like three scripts this it's year. It's hard to do that. Some guys can do that. Some guys can just go, I'm going to fucking write a movie that sells. And there's all these books about shit like that. You know, uh, the cat book. What's that? Uh, oh, uh, Save the Cat. Save the Cat you piece know, of shit book. There's like a Robert couple. McKee, you know, this is who he's speaking to. You want to make fucking $10 billion in Hollywood? This is how you write a fucking screenplay. Yeah. and that, but, It's but hard, though. I can't I do a, that. I, I had can't a meltdown. Do it. I didn't do it. Cause I, but I was like... I just feel like you can't shut off and ignore things and go for the money because it's like mm-hmm. at some point it's going to yeah. get you. Maybe fucking the Koch mm-hmm. brothers on their deathbed, Lee Atwater on his deathbed. What did he say? He renounced all of it, everything he did. He said he I, did. Yeah, there's a documentary. Lee well, Atwater yeah, was a he was the guy senator? who coined. No, he was uh, a strategist from from Reagan through Bush one, and he renounced everything. He said he was wrong. By the way, but I some think say he was just looking for loopholes for the afterlife for real. <laughs> oh speculate, shit! Because he was, so, but he was like, oh, he's shit. a fascinating. He's the one who coined the phrase "welfare queens," because he worked under welfare queens. He worked, I believe, he worked under George Wallace, who, of course, would uh, just blatantly say the n word about yeah. So, but oh, he okay. So Atwater, Atwater realized you couldn't say 
he found different right. ways for the party to be racist. <laughs> yeah, and he equated yeah. all he equated all of politics to pro wrestling, which I think is interesting because I think back. he's I think he's right. And the only reason that they he, some people believe, and he kind of said that he went with the Republican Party, is because it was sport and it was more of a challenge. Because yeah. at the time they I were in he's the right. trash. I think he's right. I think he's right, uh, and I think there all should should be a station on the radio or a podcast which just has people's final words because that would be very enlightening. Imagine that, like, and now, like, imagine a station. You're listening to W <laughs> W F W F G H, and we just give people's final words. This next one is Frank Sinatra's final words, and then you just hear Sinatra. Uh, I I shouldn't have been such an egotist. I don't know why I kept hitting people. Also, I never liked Don Rickles. Oh, have you that, that's a have you done that at all? That's a great thing on for the stage. Oh no, I haven't done that. The, the great thing about being a comedian and everything is like you can't. I feel like there's an element where I can't ever have an honest moment where I'm, I, every moment is like. Should I, should I tweet that? Should I? Should, oh. Is there something in that? <laughs> well, that's a good. That's a good instinct. I mean, as tweeting now again, back to the fucking. You know, I used to think that that oh, I got to tweet that. I won't do that because then you could spend every waking minute in that fucking ridiculous instant gratification head. But as a comedian, to go oh, that's a good idea. Let me write that down. I think that's great because well, to me, for me, well, and, that's what we do. It's our it's our life. <laughs> all right, all you got to put it that way. <laughs> I said, hey, it's all I got. I love to do that stuff live. Like um, uh, for me, and you you were saying you weren't crazy about doing stand up, but for me, that's what I'm into lately. It's funny with stand up comedy is such a wildly. Uh, it's such a, I have so many, I've had so many swings, mood swings, or the way I feel about stand-up throughout my career. Like, it's such a scary thing. It's such a it despicable thing. It's such a great thing. And right now I'm on the upswing with stand-up where I feel like I'm finally to the point where I can really be honest on stage. Like, to me, those are the good stand-ups. Not saying that I'm a great stand-up, but just I, in, I not to, but I think you're probably the best one out there in my. Oh no way! I but. think you're what you do is very complicated, and it. <laughs> no, I do. I think like I have no are, idea what because I'm doing. you socially criticize. You call out a lot of things, but it's never preachy. It's always really hilarious, and like that's mm. fucking impossible. Possible. I always just come off as an angry. Fan. I also <laughs> have crazy eyes, hard. so it makes me look. You crazy eyes. I get. I, I, it's uh, so hard to to say things relevant as a stand up without coming off as preachy. You know, like to keep the hilarity in relevance to our lives is very difficult. Be, you know what I mean? People don't want to be preached to and stuff. So I just kind of go the route of like, well, I'm going to talk about how. I'm like self-deprecating is a way to go like here let me present to you that I'm a fucking moron myself yeah. you know or I'm a conflicted person and I'm a person struggling but this is what I feel you know there's such a people like honesty but it's it you know what I've realized is it, it takes so much courage to be honest it's it's hard to be honest about everything it's scary to be honest about everything yeah because everybody because most people I think live bullshit lives they live bullshit lies. You know, we, we tell ourselves so many lies to make life, pal you know, uh, to make life, um, 
easier. I've, up until two years ago, I thought I was six foot five. <laughs> it was really a, a. I think I'm thin. I would, I would <laughs> constantly ducking my head when walking into uh, through doorways, and people. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Uh, that that is funny. If if they see you crawling through a doorway and people say that's the guy who thinks he's tall, what a fucking loser! It's uh, it is it's weird, and I don't mm. think uh, when you start really trying, like I've spent the last couple of years really trying to be like, all right, what is your? And it started pre when I quit drinking there for two years, but mm-hmm. I was just like, I have built up. That was a result of I've built up so many defenses and bullshitty lies to myself and and desires, things I really were want want I really wanted to be like this sort of fucking look artsy film writer guy and yeah. I had a couple really really close calls that and it fucked with my brain big time. Oh, what really close calls? What being successful? Well, just like yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that was a that was a. <laughs> That was a close call. I almost got successful. I almost, that yeah. would have fucked me up good. No, it's but true. I, you I, know, I, I was del- just... And my brain got confused, and I was like, yeah, I deserve this. And it's like, you deserve nothing, as they mm. say at the end of The Unforgiven. Deserves got nothing to do with it. And it's like, we're owed nothing in this world, but we, as a mm. Western privileged fucking society, we're like, mm. we think... And I think that's, that's the, an also, interesting one. We're owed nothing. That's a hard one to take. I'm thinking about that now, like, because I always feel like I'm, uh, you know, because if I do X, Y, and Z, I want fucking, you know, T, R, and S. You know, I think about how many brilliant pieces of work have been squashed by the system. Like, there's probably mm. screenplays and novels out there mm. that are probably would change the world, but they just didn't. You know, mm. well, thank God, a lot of good stuff gets through too. Novels, I know that new Spider Man. Oh, <laughs> they did a hell of a job. I I had no idea that Spider Man was that nimble. <laughs> Have you been? Because that's the other thing they keep going after comedians for like weird memoiry type books, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a big market. And I've even had friends who are like, yeah, I'm trying to get a book. Uh, yeah, but like, most of them are all bullshit things about sex and. Yeah, it's like, always a weird like, angle. Like, like dating or sex, you know, and it's like, that shit doesn't interest me. That's just... I want to hear about people bottoming out and blowing someone for heroin. That's <laughs> your memoir. If you haven't done that and you just you had a dad who didn't pay enough attention to you, fuck yourself. Yeah. We've got enough of those. Yeah, totally. But oh, but back to that, like, deser- mm. oh, fuck, I forgot what my point was with the deserve. Oh, but, like, mm. people always are like, when mm. something horrible happens, they're like, how could this happen? And they try mm. to put meaning on it. And it's like, there is no meaning. Nothing was cosmically working in, against you or for you. Mm, that's, that's a tough how one the to take. World that's works. a tough one to take. What you're what you're talking about now is real truth. Like whoa, th- you know that we're not owed anything, or that's just the way the world works. If you get whatever happens to you, that's a that's a real difficult one. I do think you there's certain things you can be to sort of help push you through. Like be like. I've noticed that since I've started meditating and I think more positively, yeah. like I do notice things happen to me, but I'm still probably going to get fucking cancer and die. <laughs> it's just like, and yeah. that's just the- It's not so much- Or the fucking, something's going to land on Los Angeles and it's over. There's yeah. no, we have no control over it. Well, what we have control over is not what happens to us, but how we react to Yes. what happens to us. That's what we have control over. And, and, and I struggle with that stuff. 
so much because I am such a reactive person. I am too, and I you I are have, too. I get angry immediately. You know, I got I have a rage problem with uh, Jesus Christ. I, you know, just driving in L.A., you have to be Jesus Christ. You have to be a saint in your car. You know, I do think a lot of that, and that's I always refer to the Dalai Lama, but I read a lot of it. But I saw him speak on the TV. <laughs> I saw the Dalai Lama speak but on the TV. he said this thing about Americans of how we are so, it's like, it's all like, it's all like, oh my God, or yeah, there's like, no, it's uh, always yeah. such extremes with us. And it's like, I'm like that it's too. really unhealthy. Like I've, once I heard that, I was like, started monitoring the way I react to things. And it's like, I'll yeah, get man. infuriated if the fucking doorknob doesn't turn when I me, want it to. Me, by the way, I do too. I, I realize that my rage and infuriate infuriative I love coining words by the way my infuriative behavior is over the smallest things like if 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 you know I if my computer if I can't you know if the cord comes out of my computer and falls and I'm reaching for it and it's in a place that's kind of hard for me to get to I'm I'm furious over little things cut to little. a guy walking 15 miles with a 10 gallon jug of water on his head that's how I think I'm like I'm I pissed know, off about this I dumb know. I woke up this morning and my I don't power went out in my building and it was it was just like the whole building I pay mm -hmm. my bill Eddie not, <laughs> not always. But I was like, and I was like, oh, man, I can't read that article I wanted to read online or and do laundry. And I was like, you fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, it's like. Yeah. Like, like when I was people like, what were. What am I going to do with my morning? <laughs> it's like. Uh, I, yeah. It, and it's like, what, you spoiled fucking piece of shit. We are spoiled. We are spoiled. And I am. I am, too. I am, too. Like, that's part of being in a consumer culture, I think, is that. There is such convenience all around us, you know? I mean, just, you know, two feet, you know, everybody's ordering in, everybody's got, you know. I, that I deserve. <laughs> I deserve got... some Asian guy to bring me Thai food. I'm sorry, but uh, I don't, might not deserve a sitcom. I deserve food brought to my door Yeah, in styrofoam. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know. I just laugh at myself, too, because I talk about these... Uh, these ideals, you know, but I, I realize that I have to fight against them all the time, you know, it's feeling entitled. Yeah, feeling entitled is big for me. I don't, I, there, there was, I, uh, yeah, fuck, I had a point and it left my head. There was, <clears throat> but I think like we, I mean, you do want to be recognized as an artist, but there is an yeah, element of. Yeah, you do, you do want to be recognized. But I think we it. don't need. It's like Pat it's a bottomless Oscar. pit, though, is what I realize. Because Twitter's a great example. Like, uh, someone will have a great thing to say about what I just tweeted, or even a great thing to say about my comedy in general, and I'll feel really good. But then I need another one after a few minutes or a minute, or I don't even know how long it lasts. But you know what I mean? Like, there's something about being insatiable. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's something about ins why are we so insatiable in this culture? What the fuck is it? And I think it's just the lack of meaning. There's a lack of meaning. And what we're told And I'm talking what, about myself. You know, I I, I really should I realize just talk about is myself. is important from day 1 is, you know, you have a hot wife, you have you make money, you drive mm -hmm. a nice car, and it's mm -hmm. like and I remember thinking But nothing lasts. I remember seeing as a kid seeing guys it's funny because I've become this person. <laughs> yeah, but I've you would become see older, so many things but too. But I mean, you'd I'd see older guys or like mm -hmm. middle-aged guys like driving shitty cars, and I'd be like, oh. <laughs> and now I'm a guy who drives a really shitty car. Same here, man. But I'm like, 
and it's but like, it's not what we thought it was because it's not. You know, but we're fine like, with that. I did think it seemed to me. I when don't I need was a, a new kid, car. Watch, That's one thing I don't need. I would like to have no fucking car. That would be a oh, real accomplishment. I agree. I, I don't like giving. I was thinking about this on the way over here. It's like. Because I've interviewed, you know, sometimes you meet these super leftist anti-corporate people and they're smoking cigarettes. I'm like, you're giving your money to the worst fucking people on That's earth. That's a good point. And I don't feel good about, good I don't point. feel good any That's one I reason gas, I've become a shitty. vegan, by the way. That's one reason I've become a vegan. I know we wanted to talk about that a little bit. And by the way, my veganism is not 100%. And I slip. It's a very difficult thing. It's a very difficult thing. It's habit. And, and again, a lot of what we're talking about is habit like I'm in the habit of jerking off to porn I'm in the habit of eating whoppers I'm in the <laughs> habit of sniping people from a tower you know it's habit you know what I mean well, yeah and it's like if I don't snipe it from a tower in the morning uh, I, I can't, it doesn't I can't, feel I can't no, get to but the gym I mean, then <laughs> you know it, it is interesting because we were talking too about certain people who are really uh, caught you know, in that gym way. I hate people who live in a gym. Like, I hate people who that's their fucking lives. And uh, I know I need to exercise a lot more, but I hate it when it becomes people's identity. I hate when anything becomes people's identity. And, and, and I can say it in me. Like, when I become, like, too full of myself, I am a comedian becomes my identity. And that's, uh, that's obnoxious. It's like one of the things we need to have is humility in our lives. And there are people who come out of gyms, and I have a bit about this. Like, you ever, you ever go to a gym and you see those fucks who are so fucking cut? And they just walk around like their bills are current. <laughs> that is such a great line. What is we need to all remember, Eddie, is we're all just human beings absent of essence. Absent of essence. That's a Jean Paul Sartre. Or Sartre, depending on how big of a He was a fucked up dude. He he was just like we live in a uh universe. Here's what I love about the Buddhist stuff is that everything they 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 hold up the carrot of that if you let go of all your attachments to fame, to lust, to money, you will be rewarded with uh, peace. Like you will be rewarded with this feeling of connectedness to everything. And that's one reason, uh, you know, first of all, I love animals. I love animals. And I have found out about factory farming. And the way these animals are abused is not acceptable. So I will not, I will not eat animals anymore when I fucking can. I mean, just really being conscious of it, I will not eat animals. No way. Then there are plenty of great you know, things to eat besides eating animals, you know? And we live in a culture, man, that fast food culture, this fast food culture, disgusting. It's once you start delving into factory farming and it's- Factory just, farming is unbelievable. I recommend for everybody- the they treat their workers too. Oh. Especially these big food, uh, beef corporations. Like they were, oh. they've, uh, do you, what was, did you see Food Inc? Yeah. And they, they would bus workers up from Mexico illegally- and mm -hmm. but the, the 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 police would you know send them back or whatever the immigration police mm -hmm. but it's like the corporations never got hassled for like and they were the ones who went and 
bust these people up, gave them places to live, to work in their shitty factories, like where they would lose limbs and stuff. But they, just the way the animals are treated, um, the inhumanity of it is 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 just. If you know about it, I recommend to everybody a couple of things. One is Eating Animals by Jonathan Safer, I think his last name is. He's the guy who wrote Everything is Illuminated, and he, he it's an amazing book. If Amazon you're on the just fence, suggested that to me. <laughs> everybody tells me not to, to, to uh, what do you call it? Uh, buy through Amazon? Buy through Amazon. I get people, I have a link. Then people it's hard buy, not to because- I get money from it if people buy it through my link. <laughs> so ignore, we'll edit this part out. We'll let Amazon go. See, and, no, and then, I I have conflict about yeah. that. And then the other thing I recommend to people is uh, Forks Over Knives, a documentary about uh, that fucked me up. <laughs> no, I mean uh, that really changed my. The connection between cancer and eating animals is very has been documented. And don't eat animals that smoke. <laughs> yeah, but here's <laughs> here's here's the thing too, though, about the 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 raising of animals is that. It hugely contributes to the warming of the planet. The you know, hugely eco catastrophe. Yeah, eco catastrophe, which is looming, is completely connected to uh, eating animals. That's all anyone who has children, I think, needs to know. It's interesting too because I interviewed this guy, Will Potter, who wrote "Green Is the New Red," and a lot of the eco-terrorist groups and animal rights groups have been labeled I know. as terror. That's eco right. I, I didn't say environmental I've, terrorists. I mean, that's... But it's like, it is now... It is considered a terrorist act for people... You know how PETA people sneak in yeah. and film stuff? That's against the law now. See, that's... John Sinclair... Or Upton Sinclair would be in prison these days. That's right, man. And, 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 and that's key. That's key. Whenever you see where the oppression is coming, that means who's ever doing the protesting is really on to something. You know what I mean? And these fuckers, uh, you know, who, who, who prosecute the animal rights act activists as terrorists. I mean, that's huge oppression. That's deep, deep oppression. Yeah. Even it's interesting how and this goes back to the end of Hedge's book, which is kind of where I would like to wrap it up. But Hedges ends mm -hmm. that book. A very positive note, and it's like it, where he mentions. That, I forget what was the positive stuff. We should try to end on a positive note. Uh, well, a lot of it talks about how, like uh, there's all this oppression in the corporate blah blah blah. But it's like you don't remember many of the speeches of the of the oppressors and 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 the, uh, you don't remember the speeches of Stalin or much of, but the words of mm -hmm. hope and the poets and uh, mm -hmm. that always shines through, even though it takes and that though they can. Though that they can oppress us and pass laws and stuff, mm -hmm. that human the human spirit and yeah. the human capacity for love is something that could never be oppressed. And I was like, here's mm. a very highly critical dark book, and he like ends it with, but human mm. humanity always seems to persevere. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you look at Martin Luther King, and it's like mm. the FBI was on him. They wanted that fucker taken down. They succeeded, yeah, yeah. because he started. People forget that Martin yeah. Luther King wasn't and just to educate. It wasn't just against uh, or just for civil rights. He was also against poverty and the war in Vietnam. And that's when they started oh, getting big time. That's yeah. when they started to get really nervous yeah. about him. And they're yeah. like, the power centers, the power centers in this country are oil, gas, military, you know, and Mattel. A lot of people don't know Mattel. <laughs> the Barbie doll. <laughs> Which actually, do they have Iraq Barbie or Afghanistan Barbie? They probably do. <laughs> they, Afghanistan, Ken? They, yeah. Ken has PTSD. 
Oh, there's a great documentary about that on HBO this month. Which one? Uh, f- about PTSD? Yeah, and it goes from the Civil War wow, yeah. up to the Gulf War, and it's you know what it, different, and it's disturbing. You know what's a great guy to watch, too, is uh, Bill Moyers. Bill Moyers, I, I recommend to everybody. Tiny. His Bill Moyers uh, show on PBS, they just had a, had a guy, I forget his name, but uh, he goes, What War Does to You, I think is the name of the novel. And uh, the, guy, the guy was a veteran from Vietnam just talking about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And um, pretty, pretty cool. Bill Moyers is a great, great guy. I need to check out more of his stuff because I was reading a thing about his, he did a piece on uh, how, what was it, a lot of the politics. Just about being lied to about the first Iraq war, and then he wouldn't take accountability. He was like, well, my sources were weak. Not Bill Moore's, uh, uh, Russell, who, from when he was doing Meet the Press. Russell's is my kid. Tim Russell? Yeah. And mm. it, like he was like, oh, and, and the, the article was pointing out, it was like, you're a journalist. Mm. Your job is to go beyond your sources. Yeah. You can't just, if the, if yeah. the press... Hedges talks about the media completely dropping the ball on that. anything, uh, on everything and anything because they're courtesans. They're, they, they, you know, which is a term for... Russert. Russert. It was Russert, not Russell's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just for people, the, the media are courtesans to power, meaning they, they want to ingratiate themselves to people in power so they have access to them and they get all the perks of power and they don't want to criticize them. Even in that Lee Atwater documentary, it's amazing because there's there's newsmen and politicians who are like, oh yeah, he was lying. And it's like, why didn't you fucking like? Uh, I, I can't remember yeah. which, like not not like Dan Rather or something, being like, oh yeah, he totally lied to me. It's like, and he was like, I couldn't call him out because then I wouldn't be able to get another interview with him. It's yeah, like, that yeah. Well, like, well, maybe if you were honest, you would empower your yeah. your sort yourself as a newsman, and then people would want to talk to you because yeah. But then you don't get that. You see, what happens to people like that is they get marginalized. You know, if you're someone who speaks truth to power, you get marginalized as a lunatic, as a woman as I'm going to interview who's an independent news source, and she's on that RT site, and she got, she called some guy out for, mm-hmm. and he, she got called in by a bunch of, she had got called into a meeting by, with a bunch of executives, and they were like in pressuring her not to ask questions like that. There you go. I mean, that's part, that's a it's perfect amazing. example. Well, that's the positive note I wanted to end on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have anything? You want to plug your Twitter? Uh, no, you know, people can find me on Twitter, Facebook, at Eddie Pepitone on Twitter, EddiePepitone.com. And, and you have a blog on Truth Dick, right? <laughs> yeah, look for me on Truth Dick. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie Pepitone. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Matt Dwyer. If uh, you enjoyed the show... Uh, feel free to donate some dough because we don't make a lot of money here. In fact, we make none. But uh, if you can uh, donate some money, that would be greatly appreciative. Just make coffee at home instead of Starbucks this week and give me that dollar. Give it to me. Uh, or if you can't afford to give money because these are tough times and the corporations pay nobody any money but they keep it all for themselves because they're a bunch of vicious cocksuckers, you can go through the Amazon link and buy some DVDs and some books and uh, on my page there there's an Amazon link and I get a kickback. Wouldn't that be fun? Hmm? Fun? Let's have some fun. Also, uh, listen to some of the other shows on feralaudio.com. Johnny Pepperton's one of my favorite shows. He's a good show. Duncan Chester's a real good show. Darling Teen's a real good show. These Be My Girlfriend's a really good show. My show's a really good show. Listen to more of my show. 
I hope you keep listening, and I want to thank you very much for listening to the show, and power to the people. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.